We welcome you to the official Titans podcast, better known as the OTP. My name is Mike Keith. Amy Wells is here as usual. Hello, Mike. How are you, Amy? Splendid. How are you? Splendid. Yeah, isn't that nice? Outstanding. Well, you know, while we are splendid, sometimes in the off-season we are short on folks, and so we ask people to sit in. Yeah. And this week you allowed me to be the person to... Make the ask. I let you be our talent booker. And I am a big fan of the Ben and Maury show. This is true. I know this Nashville's about you. late night talk show. And I wanted to invite Ben and Maury to be here. I'm so excited. So it's Maury Hill. And is ben. it Odo? Odo. Odo. O-D-D-O. So now are you guys still- And by the way, thank you for saying that because yeah. I was going to say right off the bat- we know what's going on here. We, you we, know what's going we on here? We know exactly yeah, what's going on here. On Season the is over. Right. Listenership, probably down. Hey, who can we get to fill the time? Yes. We, we, no. Here's what happened. We were, no. we were honored to be asked, and then we put it together. This has got to be the most <laughs> irrelevant episode <laughs> of this podcast. You are wildly popular in the Nashville area, and I, and I know you are a You didn't know Titans my last fans. name. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know your last name. I just wanted to make sure I pronounced it correctly. Oh, okay, sorry. Odo. Mike is a stickler for pronunciation. I'm now. a I'm a stickler for detail. He'll get that. Well, he's got to be. He's on the radio. That's exactly right. Things right now. All right. Ooh. So let me ask about the Ben and Maury show. <laughs> what what where what is the status of the Ben and Maury show right now? We haven't even discussed during what it is. For people sure. who are listening, they probably well, don't tell know. Everybody. Well, yeah. I think they all know. <laughs> I think that yeah. clearly they know. Yeah. No, they don't know. Uh, well, the Ben and Maury show was uh, it is Nashville's late night talk show that we did every week for almost four years. And um, Ben, you want to talk about our current status? Sure. Well, and and first, when we say late night talk show, yes, it, yes, not on TV, not on TV, not a podcast. This was but a people show. People love it. It yeah. was a lot of fun, and, and this was a show that you would uh, pay ten, twelve dollars. We change ticket prices. Uh, <laughs> You would come out and you would, you know, you'd get a beer, you'd get a drink, and you'd, you'd see a show, and we'd interview local celebrities, and we, you know, we had a house band, and, and Maury and I told jokes. So it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a nice, you know, community-building thing. Um, but we, we did it, like you said, for, you know, we did 80 shows, I think, you know, interviewed over 150 guests. Mike, you were a guest. Uh, Jim Wyatt was a guest. The Tennessee Titans Eddie cheerleaders. George. Eddie George was a guest. Uh, we asked the team if we could have a player. They said no. It's fine. Uh, but <laughs> wow, yeah. And um, we we actually stopped doing the show uh, a, a little over a year ago now. And um, we you know it just kind of we we felt like we it had run its course. And we actually just did uh, a couple um, reunion reunion shows. And and we're still doing stuff yeah. together all the time. But uh, it's it's uh, dormant. Right now, we'll, we will probably do uh, two to three shows a year. It, it seems like it will be a fun way to do it. But uh, you know, it was it was a decision, at least for me, to uh, to not pursue entertainment full time. I think that there was a path. We had a great run with the show, but I thought I want more steady, uh, a more steady gig. Interesting, yeah. And I, I don't that. want that. Yeah, I Very want. I want just the, the waves, the waves, and just the big unknown. And <laughs> yeah. you're Maury, you're the bigger Titans fan. That's right. Well, I'm the Nashville native among the two of us, so that's and for, home for, no other for you is outside of Boston. 
Oh, they've got a team in Boston. Yeah, Are you familiar with that? Are you a fi- fan of them? The Boston pro- team, the New England, and the Boston Patriots, many states. The Boston, um, the Boston They used to be the Boston, <laughs> they Patriots. Used to be the Boston Patriots. I, in truth, I probably was more when I was growing up. Okay, but since I've moved to Nashville, it's kind of out of sight. That's People true. like sports. People do like the sports. That's People true. like sports. But now you're an NBA guy. That's right. And where'd you go to college? We both went to Washington and Lee. Washington and Lee. Small school. WNL. That's exactly right. It's a great school. Yeah. Remind me where you went. I went to Tennessee. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. And you are uh, Missouri. I am Missouri. Okay. University of. Okay. Go we, Tigers, go. Ours was a D3 school. Uh, we very much knew the athletes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very they, personally. You know, they weren't uh, you know, on a pedestal. Ben was a wrestler. I was a uh, wrestler for a year. How did that go? I'll tell you. Why how, only why? a year? Because I was zero and nine. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which means he got just beat up over well, and but nine I mean, times. Wrestling isn't like it's not like professional wrestling. If nothing else, you got kind of like smushed a lot. Like it's yeah. not like oh, you got no. hit in the that's face. What, that's no, how no, a wrestling you, match yeah. ends. Is you need to get smushed. You do get hit in the face. <laughs> well, it's but rough. Not, it's not like a. No, but it's you get like a you get a subtle. forearm in the face yep. in the back of the head. Yeah. I mean, it's a. Wow. And I hate wrestling. I don't know why I did it. I did it because I oh. uh, couldn't, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to get into the school. So I thought, well, how can we pad the extracurriculars? I'll reach out to the wrestling coach and, and I'll say, hey, you know, look at me. I wrestle. And Wait I a minute. You went at Becky on this? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> like you were on the, it's like you wanted to row crew. Yeah. No, I would have loved folks. to have gone uh, on Becky. See, Northern. Um, <laughs> I would have loved to have paid, but I couldn't. So I had to be like, hey, I'll, you know, I'll suffer. For, it's not a, so it's you not lied good your way into Washington and Lee? I didn't lie. I didn't lie. He did I, wrestle. I, I wrestled. I wrestle. said, I'll wrestle, and I did it for a year, but I would get pinned, and, and it hurt. And I would. I said, you know, I'm not going to do that. I did it for like a week my sophomore year, and I said, hey, we don't need to keep pretending here. All right. I didn't come here to do this. That's enough. But you I were a Titans that. fan from the start. That's right. I mean, I, I was, uh, you know, 9 and 10 the Super Bowl year. Wow. So. But but I, I have distinct memories, and uh, in college, uh, certainly kept up with the team. But but really, uh, up my uh, my fanaticism moving back here in 2012, and you know that was 2012, 13, 14. Those were kind of the rough years, and so seeing them, following them, and going to the games during those years, and now seeing where they are now, that's that's pretty awesome. As you followed the process through 2019 and going to the AFC Championship game. The excitement of the fans, how similar do you think it was to the early days that you remember as a kid in terms of yeah. people just sort of latching on? Yeah, I mean, I think it was, uh, I think it was very similar. Uh, again, you know, being a kid, it's a little hard to say, but, you know, you started to see a lot of jerseys walking around the streets, you know, go to a coffee shop. You know, guys are wearing jerseys in there, and they'll talk to each other, you know, strangers saying, oh, I can't wait for the game this weekend. That's, that's fun stuff. And, and, you know, it's the kind of thing we saw – three years ago with you know the team just half a mile away with the Nashville Predators when they went to the Stanley Cup and all of a sudden everybody you know was buying gear and going to games and looking up the rules to how to play <laughs> hockey <laughs> uh but but now we're Still back to that icing yeah is. yeah icing's tricky <laughs> but but it seems like there's a little bit of that going on here uh with the Titans I actually went to the uh Titans shop in the stadium I work uh, down there, and, and I was going on this trip with friends, and I wanted to get all of them Titan socks. It was like the day before the Kansas City game. 
So I wanted to go to these Titan socks, and and it was 30 minutes till the shop closed, and it was full of people. I mean, probably maybe maybe 50 people in there. It's a small shop, you know, getting gear. So it was it was pretty awesome to see. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, well, you got here in 13, right? I got here in 13, and so times were a little tough. These were these were not the prime seasons. My first couple years here, seeing the way that this town has shifted in the last two, three years has been remarkable to watch, to see people really finding players that they attach themselves yeah. to, really seeing everybody loves John Robinson and Mike Vrabel, and really seeing the city rally about around them, seeing them rally around Amy Adams Strunk, our owner, seeing all the na- the national NFL things come to this city. It's been so cool to see, and I just wrapped up season seven here, so I'm relatively new to the whole Titans family and still... Not that new. Well, new enough. Yeah. I mean, within 20 years, I've been here for about a third of them. That was quick math. Nicely done. Very very good math. I see why they they hired you. Yeah, clip that, send it to my mom. She could claim she's a cross-country runner. (laughs) She's going to wrestle, I promise. (laughs) I'm going to wrestle. Hey, can I ask a general question? Sure. Yeah. You are you guys uh, employees? You you are employees of the Titans. We are. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's a very general question. Well, that yeah. wasn't the question. So the the follow up question was how um, like do you, do you need to ever censor yourselves in terms of like giving your opinion on how you think the team is doing? Like we're saying, oh, the team is always doing great. Yes. Well, okay, our so team never loses yes. here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're like, or do you have to say? Do you kind of have to gloss over it? Like, oh, you know, the 2012, 2013 no, rough years. No, I, I mean th- that's the great thing about the pros when you're working for a professional sports team. I, I think you can pretty much. I mean, I mean, when you're two and fourteen, you're two and fourteen. Yeah, there's no skating around. Yeah, it. the thing that we struggle with a little bit is that people will assume because we're privy to certain things, like mm-hmm. Mike says, we're right. privy to practice, we're privy to things that are happening in the building, and some things that aren't necessarily public knowledge, just in regards to things that are happening internally. So sometimes we'll give the guys, it's really not as bad as it looks like it is, and people will say, "Well, you're a homer." Well, you're paid by the organization. People think we're lying a lot more right, right. than we really are. But we're <laughs> Whoa. really, it's just because we are privy to things that other people don't have access to. And right. sometimes when we explain them, it's like, well, you're all butterflies and rainbows. And that's not necessarily the case. It's just the building is not on fire in ways that sometimes people perceive not on the outside right. that it is. Because right. I, I think that when things are bad, there's a generalization about what's bad. It's like, no. Yes. This may be bad, right. but everything is not bad. And, and in that case, you know, when we were two and four, unfortunately, our quarterback wasn't playing well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything else was, I mean, the defense was playing pretty right. well, and there were other things that were going on. So, I mean, it can be hard in that way. I think when you do college, you have to sugarcoat. You work oh, for the school. Well, you, you work for real, the school, but, really the, but, but also the athletes aren't paid. That's a good point. Wow. Yeah. I mean, not if, that we know of. <laughs> well, not at every school, right. but at some of them said, "In order to get in, I'm willing to wrestle." Wrestle, right. yeah. yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, and it, and it's hard. Somebody's 20 years old; they're out there giving it the best they got, right? And they don't catch the pass; it's an incomplete pass. If the three million dollar wide receiver drops a pass, the three he, he dropped a pass, right. right? 
I think that's the difference. Does that answer your question? It does, sort of? and, and yes. uh, yeah, and and I don't know. I saw like a Titans mailbag with with uh, Jim and 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 he's um, pretty direct. As he, well. he was. It was surprising yeah. how direct he was, and and it was in reference to the QB change, and and he basically said like, "Hey, Mariota's not playing well," and I was like, "Oh, is he gonna lose his job?" Yeah, you know, I was worried about him. You adequately Wait. answered that question. Thank um, you. You got it. Do you have another? I do. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Amy, what do you think of Mike? What is your, you know, you said he. Whoa, lies. whoa, whoa. Where Am I allowed to answer this? Mike is technically my boss. But it's, it's not um, on the sheet. But, you know, Mike's fine. <laughs> Go on. Keep. <laughs> more details. It seems like Mike <laughs> takes a lot of grief on this. So. He is actually is that... one of the most patient human beings because Mike and I host a television show together a radio show, this podcast that I strong-armed him into. She did. And then our offices are right next to each other. Oh, and we travel together, and I do sidelines on his radio broadcast. No, it's, it's our... It's, it is it's, the... It's it not is, my radio It's the Mikey broadcast. show. It is not. <laughs> so, so you've got to like him. Otherwise, you guys oh, would, no. would split up years ago. We do work incredibly well together, I think. And um, Mike, this come up? Mike puts up with a lot of my goofery because he's within yelling distance of me. There's also that. So gotcha. anytime I have a musing or an idea or a general thought, it gets shouted across the hallway right into Mike Keith's ears, which I think might not be his favorite thing. So he is a very patient man. He's very good at his job. And I appreciate that he puts up with me. Can I tell you well, what I think, Mike? <laughs> yes, please. Oh, this is an open forum. Yeah, I I think Mike Keith is pretty. You know, if I if I am a Titans fan or if I'm if I'm becoming one, it's because of Mike Keith. I think he's a great play by play announcer. Oh well, thank you. And I think well, Maury uh, and I we genuinely, but we talk about you a lot. How you were so much fun to listen to. But I also think, hey, maybe kind of a, a little strange. You know, maybe he's unwell. And I'll tell you what I'm talking about. <laughs> we were listening, Maury and I coming back. From uh, an alumni weekend, driving back from Virginia a couple years ago, we're listening to the game. Him call the uh, Patriots game last year when we beat them. Yes, mm. thirty-four to thirteen. That's they right. took That's Tom right. Brady out with seven minutes to go. That's mm-hmm. right, Ben's and, team. And Did that hurt point, you, Ben? No, I was. I wow, they no took Tom Brady. Out? Um, I forgot seven that. Seven minutes to go. Oh and at one point, uh, the Titans are driving, and Mariota like does a bootleg or something, and. Mike sees an opening and he says, you know, Mario, you got it. You got it. And Mariota takes it. He, you know, he scores and Mike goes, touchdown Titans. And then he just goes, the maestro sees what I saw. Green, green grass. And I, and I that thought it was so said, great, yeah. but I thought he's, you know, we're going to, he's, we're going to have to put him down. He's, <laughs> he's so yeah. bizarre. Yeah. He's, it was he's, such a range of emotion. No. He's jumping all over the place. So when you, the, but when you do your show, if you ever watch it back, do you hear yourself say oh, something sure. and sure. think, and think man, I wished I hadn't done that? For sure. I sure. mean, you do a and joke. And I'm not saying you, you shouldn't do... have done that. I'm just saying. No, but I, I'm saying I do. I hear certain things and I go, this is horrendous. Why did I Why did I the, do that? The one that I uh, recall, and I think I brought this up to you last time we spoke too, is uh, it, you said uh, Derrick Henry and Jostin Fowler in the backfield. That's almost 550 pounds of man. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, for the listeners, uh, that just helps them see it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it really does them a justice to know, okay, I, it's almost like I'm there now. I'm seeing 550 well, that is, pounds that's kind in, of the, in idea. the backfield. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there should be poundage used more often, you know, two receivers out left, 
360 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Just want you guys to know where the, where the scales are on this field. Mm-hmm. Where all the weight is allocated yeah, where, yeah, on where's this line. The, where the weight is allocated. So I, I guess the, the strong... question was, does that eccentricity uh, carry over to the... You know, to the office. Well, I mean, Mike doesn't just call out people's weights arbitrarily, if that's what you're asking. I almost wish you did. Yeah. But that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that would yeah. be an HR yeah. nightmare. Yeah, that yes. would not be great. But, no, he's not. He's a little bit more reserved. Equal amounts of emotion and excitement. He just reins it in a little bit more, like, Monday through Saturday. Sunday's where he gets to let loose. All right, so I got to ask you a question, though. 2017, you guys come here to St. Thomas Sports Park mm-hmm. to do one of your wacky comedy bits with our players. Was it the most responded to of your videos that you've ever had? Uh, I think it was. You were referring to yes. the the remote we did, which is like a, you know, remotes are a thing that late night talk shows do. Conan does them and stuff. Yes, the, we're not the real, real, real late night talk shows. Yeah. And, and we went to a... a, a Came to training camp. Training, training camp, camp. Mm-hmm. 2017. You asked Dennis Kelly if he'd ever killed a man. Yeah, okay. Well, Which yeah. is a valid question. Well, I was glad yeah. someone asked. Well, he's, well, he's a sweetheart. He is out. like the nicest yeah, guy the nicest in the whole guy. world. Now, yeah. he looks like, first of all, saw how did you get in here? That is a good question. Well, I just thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it took us a while, but Jim helped with that because Jim came on our show early on, probably a year, probably two years before you did, and so he maybe uh, lobbied for us, but- so somehow we got in, but when we got here, no one knew why we were here. So so it didn't we it wasn't the warmest welcome, you know. We got in, but we weren't you know we were embraced. Yeah. Well, and nobody explained what you were doing. But didn't it end up being yes. funnier because they didn't really there know they were that. playing well, along with a bit? Yes, it ended up being a great video. And <clears> to answer your question, it was our most our most popular, I think. But you know when when David Letterman goes to. Taco Bell, oh, and ask and ask people silly questions. They know that's David Letterman. He's got a crew with him. He's going to be funny. When we show up, they say, "Who the heck are those guys? Why are they filming? Why do they want to talk to me?" Uh, so that's an added challenge. For instance, uh, when we got there, I was really nervous about the thing. I thought, you know, these guys. I re- I'm a big fan. I, I don't want to go up to, you know. Somebody I really respect, like Mark Mariota, and say, "Oh, you know, do you like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches?" Or just ask him some stupid question. Uh, that felt directed at me. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so we get there, and we're kind of filming some of the the practice for some B roll that we splice sure. in there, you know. And somebody comes over and says, "Hey, uh, you guys need to leave. You're making John Robinson nervous." And I was like, "Oh my God, this nightmare. We just we just got kicked out. They think we're scouting for another team." You know, so we leave, walk out of the bubble, and kind of regroup. We well, we literally got put. You know, our camera guy Eric was, you know, taking like little field level yeah. artistic shots. <laughs> yeah. when, we when got put in like, timeout by yeah. John Robinson. We got kicked out of the yeah. bu- bubble, and then we literally for the next forty minutes were just filming the birds uh, yeah. outside the bubble because there were a, a bunch of birds, of birds. Like you know, yeah. it was like some Alfred Hitchcock film, and and that's all we did for for forty minutes. Um, and then I guess practice was over. We went back in. Jim took us to the locker room, and things went were up from there. Um, but the team made a mistake, and uh, security was lax. It was <laughs> a great bit, though. It was very yeah. funny. And you can find it on YouTube, right? That's on YouTube. Right. Ben and Maury Show, M-O-R-E-Y. And uh, oh, we got a website. Yeah, benandmaurishow.com. Check it out. But the funny thing, you brought up the Dennis <laughs> Kelly thing. The funny thing was about this video that we did was we thought, this is great. Like, we got our, you know, 
we got in and we're going to go film this funny three to four minute you right. know, man on the street, man on the practice field video. And we're, we're finally going to get the notoriety that we that we are so entitled to. <laughs> and uh, and, you know, we're going up to guys like, you know, and, and but part of the, that plan was, hey, the Titans are going to share it, you know, like, we'll we'll work with them. They'll retweet it or whatever. And uh, and. And it didn't end up happening, and, and we were like, ah, I wonder why, what did we do wrong? And then you look back on it now, and it's like we're going up to Dennis Kelly being like, hey, did you ever kill anyone, or what's the <laughs> <Yeah>. deal? <laughs> Every single question is inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and so the funny thing about that is when we, when we later got the opportunity to do a similar video with the Predators, we were like, we got it this time. We're going to, we're gonna, we're gonna be on our best behavior, and we're going to submit the questions to the Predators like, PR team beforehand, time. Yeah. Like, you know, because yeah. then they'll be inclined mm-hmm. to share it. And I remember them getting the questions, and they're just they just nixed so many of them. They're like, "Oh, you cannot ask this. Yeah. Like, this is inappropriate." You're allowed to ask them where they're from. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> and and we were just asking. So anyway, who were the players who really got it when you came here? Who are the Titans players who really well, got I, the joke? I think some of them are who you'd expect. I mean, Taylor Lewan was was one of the first guys. Nearly gave to. you his address. Yeah. Nearly I tried. Yep. Uh, and and he kind of you know loosened us up because he he's game to talk mm-hmm. about anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. It, it seems. Uh, so he kind of loosened us up. But did he get that it was a bit, or was he just being Taylor? Uh, we're not sure. Okay, that's yeah. good. No Fair one will ever know. Yeah, no right. one will ever know. Uh, and then, um, you know, Jim, again, was kind of pointing us to the talkative guys in the, in the locker room. Uh, Harry Douglas was another. Oh, gosh. Um, he was really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was. And uh, there was another guy uh, who was on special team, Eric Weems. Eric Weems? Yep. Yes. He was great. So those are some of the good ones. Ben Jones was funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Ben, am I forgetting some? I mean, Marcus Mariota just had oh, spin over a laughing. Laugh, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, this I mean, is funny. I, I you talk to up. Marcus? I went up to him real uh, – Maury read me the riot act. He was like, please, these people are my heroes. And I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I went up to towards the end. I was like, what do we have to lose? So I go up to Marcus, and I was like, uh, hey, uh, you know, and I gave, like, the quick introduction. And I was like, hey, you know, we're shooting – we're doing a thing, and we're shooting a, a comedy video. And, like, the second the word comedy – left my mouth he was like no thank you and <laughs> and and i actually really respect that because he was just like i'm not getting myself you know no way i'm not getting caught up in this crap yeah and so i i kind of respect that he was straight up yeah he was straight mm-hmm. up and polite very and polite very, of course nice. polite yeah he just said get away from me yeah. <laughs> and, and you know as many words I, I i would say harry douglas was really uh pretty entertaining that day that's the only time i've hung out with titans players Shooting the breeze. Who would you go put, with? I would put Harry Douglas on that list. Right now, my funniest Titan is Darren Bates. I think that Darren Bates is just the most hilarious human being. I did an interview with him earlier this year. And, you know, we're talking about different things, and he's answering these questions real well, and he's doing a good job, but it's pretty loose. And I said something like, so, uh, country music. Are you into country music? Is that a thing? And he goes, well, you know, I mean, I listen to everything because he's the guy who mans the, he's the DJ of the locker room. He mans the okay. music controls. And it can be an issue. Yeah, it, okay. it, it really? has gotten a little contentious at times, mm-hmm. um, mainly between him and people who are trying to do their jobs but can't think because it's a nightclub. I said, country music, good, bad. He says, oh, country music's okay. He goes, but what people don't know is I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. And he said it with this face, like he knew that it was going to uh. hit me, but like couldn't break character. And I was like, I'm sorry, you're what? 
And he goes, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. And I threw down my notes and I said, well, this is the interview now. Like, we have to explore this deeply. And he's got this whole thing about he's making T-shirts. He's sitting in the front row at her concerts. He, like, follows her pretty, like, he knows what Taylor Swift is doing just in her life via social media and all that. It it was (laughs) just beyond because he's the same guy that, like, tries to fight people pretty regularly and like is a pretty intense crazy special teams player um who's known for just being so hardcore oh but he listens to taylor swift on his drive home like sure why why not yeah so was this for real this was for real for real he was dead serious he showed me pictures on his cell phone of him at concerts wearing his like little taylor swift t-shirts that he has specially made like, wow, he's a Swifty. He's a Swifty. Is uh, is Adore Jackson in the conversation? He seems like a funny he's a funny guy. Funny. guy. He is a funny guy. Okay, mm-hmm. he's funny. Who else is? Funny? Uh, I mean, Rabel seems a little bit. Rabel funny. is really funny. Yeah, but also really, really uh, funny. Perhaps a little intimidating and scary. That's part of the charm. <laughs> totally the scary. Charm. The the trouble with Rabel being funny is you're never a hundred percent sure if you should laugh or if you should give it back. Oh yeah, because he's so big. Right, you're just afraid he's just going to grab you and and you know right. sort of snatch you at some point. Right, but Start he's doing very pushups on you or something. He's, yeah. Right, yeah. He's culture squished. Of fear. Yeah. Yes, a culture of fear. Culture of fear. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not. I mean, Vrabel's really a good guy. He doesn't really want you to know that. I don't think. No, he doesn't break character very often. Right, that's better put. Yeah. And so his face never changes. He'll say things that are hilarious, and you have this moment where you're like, this man is not laughing or smiling. That was really funny. Well, Do I respond? I and mean, he says yeah. things to guys at practice mm-hmm. that are really funny. Yeah. Really right. funny. I mean, really. And what, like, what, he was saying, what he was saying to Tom Brady out here when the Titans were oh, yeah, practicing practice. against the Patriots, <laughs> hilarious. The two of them talking to one another. Old teammates. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I mean, you you couldn't repeat it, right. I don't think. Right. No. 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 But it, it was fantastic. And and that was that was classic variable. John Robinson is very funny. John Robinson is funny with you specifically. I mean, he's a funny man all the way around, but he, he you and John Robinson like. have a special bond that I find so funny. Why do you say that? Well, because he does... A segment on our TV show once a week. He does. What does he call the OTB? Uh, the beat. The beat. He calls it the beat. <laughs> he refers to it as the he beat. He asks what's going like on like on the that. beat. He um, likes to dog the podcast by referring to it as the beat. Yeah. So <laughs> he he makes fun of it. He's always got something to keep you on your toes. Yes. And I appreciate it because it's consistently something different. You appreciate it because it's not you. Also true. Yeah. But I like the variety at which he comes after you. I think it's very I funny. Could, I could see... Uh, Mike Vrabel, if he sticks around here, loosening up more and more. He's d- he has. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has. Uh, and uh, and he's done. a lot of pressure on a new coach. He probably feels like the whole world's on top of him. Well, see, Ben is sitting in the Mike Vrabel chair right now. He, that's Do you where feel powerful? That is where Mike Strong? Vra- I'm feeling like I'm, I'm so happy parts of my body are, are still there, you that's, know? That's mm-hmm. it. That they haven't been. Do you guys know what I'm sorry? That mm-hmm. was it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have referred to that. I'm sorry. No, I'm picking <laughs> up what you're putting down. Uh, I have a question for you. Okay, go ahead, Switching ben. gears. Um, Since you're in the Vrabel chair. You came on our show and you talked about the how the NFL, you know, the parody was, mm-hmm. the, I believe, the word you used. I did. 
And with the season ending the way it did, you have to feel like momentum is on your side. I mean, there's a the the standard has been raised, and there's a feeling next year that the the team should do well. But what if? I mean, and and maybe they they continue the run, but what if it just goes back to the way things were because the NFL is a competitive place? Well, I, I mean, had you mean what if we're what if we're eight and eight next year? The end of the season was great. People feel optimistic. And then when I was thinking that, I, th- I just thought about when Mike Keith talked about how, you know, there was so much parity in the NFL. Well, you promised nothing. I mean, it, it's not right. like you go win your bowl game, and so next year you're going to go to a better bowl right, because right. you return everybody. The, the bottom line with this is you've got to take what you did and build on it from the standpoint that you see yourself as one of those teams that goes into the next echelon and I think that's what we finally showed is to go into New England and win and to go into Baltimore and win we can beat people we're, we're right. not just beating all five and 11 six and ten teams to barely you know sneak into the playoffs nothing's promised mm-hmm. and that's right. the hard part of all of this is Buffalo will be back and Jacksonville will be back and Houston will be back and Indianapolis will be back everybody keeps shooting we all have the same amount of money we're all drawing from the same player pool. We're all striving to catch, you know, in our conference, the Chiefs. You know, that's what it comes down to. I mean, it's it's the hardest thing in the world. The NFL, winning in the NFL, to me, is the hardest thing in sports. Because in baseball, you have haves and have-nots. In the NBA, you have haves and right. have-nots. It, it seems like in every sport. In this game, there is not a have or a have-not you can have a team that's having a bad year, but you rarely have what is a horrible team. Right. I mean, we've seen a couple over the years. Well, but any, any given Sunday, anybody can right. beat anybody. And, and I mean, it's one hundred percent true. Right. I mean, it's what it's what people thought of us going into Baltimore. No right. chance. Right. Well, that's crazy. Right. We walked into that stadium that night thinking, if we do our thing, we beat these guys. Yep. Where, where do we you did. put that night? Uh, that victory, uh, you know, among your Titans memories, is that top three in moments in, in the oh, franchise? Oh, that Baltimore victory? Yeah. Oh, for me, it's I'm Number top one. two, if not yeah. the best. She used best. to work for the Ravens. Yeah. Really? I saw that. I started Briefly. I started my little, my little NFL career with the Ravens. So going in there, beating them, being the winning team walking yeah. out of that stadium, like, and it's for the playoffs, and no one thought we could do it, like, Everything about that moment was unbelievable. Yeah. We had a, a good buddy of ours uh, is a big Ravens fan, and he went to the game and spent all this money. for. I mean, the ticket prices were insane. $750. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> wow. And I and he's Horrible. he's just such a friendly guy. But I, I had to, after the game, I had to text him something, you know. But he beat me to the punch and said, the Titans were so good tonight, well-deserved win. So then I, I couldn't talk any smack back Why that's not? annoying well, when I they did, beat I you did. to the punch yeah. with well, like some smart. lovely smart gesture yeah the thing that i liked so much about this postseason run as a uh not as big a fan as maury but like a whatever was just like how the it was palpable i mean mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. you could feel that that they were on the run and and you know the thing about you were asking me as a you know if i'm a patriots fan uh i remember the 2001 season when uh, there were just so many parallels with the 2001 season with the Pats. Bra- uh, Brady goes in, replaces Bledsoe, and That's I right. remember watching that Tuck game against the Raiders and just being like, wow, like they're they're maybe going to go do it. And then they go on to go beat the greatest show on turf, the, uh, the you know, the Rams. And 
there, it, that's the feeling I got when you were watching that Baltimore game, when you were watching the New England. That just that momentum, that feeling, and you could tell the whole city was behind it. That was awesome. You know, you were talking about the fans' excitement this year uh, versus maybe the '99 season, uh, and I think we won't, won't truly know the measure of how great this season was until the first, the home opener next year. Yeah, and seeing how how many people are there. I mean, the momentum that has been generated throughout the entire season. I mean, starting with the draft in Nashville and all of the excitement that that was and showing that this is a football city and that we know how to host a party. Yeah. Um, And then having a season that was kind of rocky, but then gave us all the credibility and legitimacy that we can do this. And this is a real, like, viable product that we are giving to you. And then so springboarding off of that. I am very hopeful that people will. I am too. Jump on the bandwagon because they're there. I mean, they were there in 1999. weren't we voted like best best fans of the NFL? Best fans in the NFL. Yeah. So those people exist. You know, NFL's very popular in America. They're they're going to come out of the woodworks. That you know, we don't have to feel like with the Predators. You know, when they went to the Stanley Cup, a lot of those fans were these people who have moved to Nashville in the past five or ten years, which is great. They sure. by all means should root for this team. But the Titans fans, you know, they've got some old people who've been there for here for four or five decades that are on their side. So Ken, the fan, do you have the another question? I, I, I yeah, do. Another Good. one. Uh, I like that you came prepared. Ben this is, is really nice. When I did the show... Ben's preparation was so impressive. Thank this you. Is, wow. This is good. Nothing. I mean, did anything. Well, you were hanging out with up? the guy from like NSYNC. What was his name? Chris Kirkpatrick. I yeah. forgot yeah. about this. Yeah. Mike Keith is that texting me. He's on your show. Yeah. And he's texting and me I'm like. I'm thrilled to be on the show, by the way. Yeah, I know. You're yeah. very excited. And he's telling me like, there's some guy from NSYNC here. I think it's NSYNC. That's yeah. a band, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. I did mean, you get a picture with him? I did. Okay. And sent it to And sent it to me. And she cried. So, like. I mean, I was a preteen in like right, the early two right, thousands, sure, yeah. like, and I was not, and he <laughs> was not, like, he didn't even appreciate what he was next to you know in that and, moment. And Chris Kirkpatrick so appreciated that I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. He was so glad to just talk to another dude, yeah, because uh, right, he, he was sitting there fan. talking to me backstage about football, and he was having. Well, I want to talk to him about football. I, I understand why you cried. <sighs> I but, wasn't crying. I yeah. wouldn't cry at Lance Bass. I might cry, but yeah. not him. Okay, well, fine. But the whole thing with it, she is still to step outside. She is yeah. still very bitter about this. Well, it just well, you felt like come. such a waste of an opportunity. No, well, he was sitting there talking about football. He's having a great time. He's like, "This is normal. This is right. wonderful." Instead of someone crying. Well, but I mean, I, I, well, go ahead. I'm not gonna like touch him or do anything I didn't weird. Say anything about I just. <laughs> well, even you just kind of mentioning that you you might mentioning touch him it, is, it's is, on your mind. Yeah. Well, that's, but I that's wouldn't. a problem. I have I wouldn't have touched him. I mean, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> kind of is. Is, yeah. is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, a lot know, of people that say that, that was... end up touching them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a toucher not by touch nature. You. So I don't think. <laughs> that I'm was not the first toucher. thing. When our guests came into the green room, we in- immediately informed them, we're not going to touch you. Never. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> is nice. that the first thing you yeah, said? I remember that. Mike, it's so great to have you here. First thing, have something to drink, and we're not going to touch you. We're not going to touch you. We always start with a bow. You know, I Formal. Yeah. I like it. Ben, yeah. what was your question? Go well, ahead. it was a it was a football question, but I don't know if I have non football or, or football non football questions as well. Whatever you want to talk yeah. about, we have Whatever's we have a what's mind. brewing section at the end. Yeah, I guess I have what's brewing questions, which you I can do hold get off a what's on. brewing yeah. shot. Well, yes. can I? All right, can I ask the other just football question? Yeah. Sure. Was uh, about Arthur Smith? Yes. Um, is his and I don't know if this is like a taboo subject, but like is is his job 
safe? Is he going to be the OC next year? Like, is are you kidding? I don't know. He's not going to like run away, is he? Oh, I don't. Mm-mm. No, he scored over four hundred points this you year. You mean Frank. is he going to get scooped up? Correct. Oh, okay. yeah, oh, I don't oh. think so. Yeah. No, I think much different question. Most. <laughs> I was confused too. Yeah, no, I think most of those jobs have been filled, like potential places that he could go. Arthur Smith is as committed to the Tennessee Titans as they come. I mean, he's been with this team through a variety of different head coaches. Four, what, four, yeah. Four. So I, I think that there were some quite. I mean, there's always concern when a team is successful and they're afraid they're going to lose their guy. But a lot of those spots have been filled, and so just from a logistics standpoint, I don't know where else he would go. And I think that the Titans want to keep him. Here. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think he likes living in Nashville and. Certainly he has family and his wife's family and he has family in Memphis. And, yeah, I mean, I think this is a great location for him. I think that the fear about Arthur is that at some point, fear from the Titans standpoint, like Matt LaFleur, somebody's going to want him to be their head coach. Right. Because Arthur is a, a really super coach. And right. you know, here's a great story about Arthur is we knew for years that he was Fred Smith's son. Right. And, and nobody else did. Nobody else yeah. knew. Yeah. Nobody the the media because Arthur was so low key about everything, yeah. they had just never sort of delved into Arthur. So Fred Smith, the founder and CEO of FedEx, is his dad. I know. And so we wondered, you know, does Arthur want to be a coordinator? Does he want to be a head coach? Does he want to deal with all of that? Because he was so low key. And so self-effacing, he had never said anything about anything. He's like the nicest guy you will ever want to meet. And he doesn't have to be doing this. In other no. Words. No. Especially, you know, early on in the season when we were 2-4 and four, and he's probably getting a lot of grief. Or yeah. for a fact, getting a lot of grief from people online at least. And you're kind of like, man, you don't have to put up with this. Right. You, you should quit. But he wanted it. So yeah. props to him. He's a hard worker. He it, does, a, it does seem like, sorry, if if we are good next year, he will be on a hot list maybe to. Well, you know, if we go win the, the Super Bowl, then, That's right. you know, we'll we'll live with that. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll live with that. Yeah. Best of luck to you, sir. That's but exactly Super right. Super Bowl first. Amy Wells, are you ready to lead off what's brewing or would you like Ben or Maury to lead off what's brewing? I kind of want Ben to lead off. He has all too. these questions. He has a lot. Of, are you through with questions or is there anything else you'd like to? He's he's gonna move on to just statements now. Statements now. <laughs> make a make a statement, Ben. Make a statement. Uh, I don't like wrestling. I want to make that clear now. Okay. okay. Yeah, um, I wouldn't either if I were you. Honestly. Yeah. All right, yeah, I, gotta, I can't I gotta, believe you wrestled at one fifty-seven or whatever. Yeah. Well, the other guy was one fifty-seven too. Yeah, right? but I would have <laughs> thought he would have wrestled at a much smaller weight. And now it's funny. People were saying earlier that uh, Maury was saying you and I here, you and I remind each other of. Uh, I was saying you look alike. How much do you weigh? How much do I weigh? <laughs> yeah. More than 157. Eh, give us a weight. Uh, 170. Let's 170, okay. Yeah. But would you be willing to cut weight to wrestle at no. 157? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> no chance. Yeah, no, but Mike that was... Mike weight. Nice. You don't want to stay on that topic? What's brewing is the... We can just talk about whatever we whatever want. Whatever you want to yeah. talk about. All right, I got something I want to talk about. Great. Uh, the the players, when, they, um, when they're walking onto the plane, you see on the, uh, the Titans' social media the outfits mm-hmm. that they're wearing. Mm-hmm. My question is... Uh, do they and you know you see like you know like Derrick Henry and like the white mink coat? How great and like, mm-hmm. that! You know, wow. some awesome. guy in like a Prince, you know, like purple rain suit. So my question yep. is, do they own those outfits or is this like a rent to suit situation? Ah, 
I think a lot of guys own these outfits. It is my understanding anyway. Now, I haven't asked each guy individually, but a lot of guys will go into it with a custom wardrobe kind of in mind. So they'll have people who are creating these ensembles for them. Uh, Roger Saffold was, he had a whole suit designed that was like sequined and it was blue. And it, and so he did one suit and that was crazy. But yeah, guys will have specific people that they work for make these custom suits for them. What's that person called? A, fa- a fashion... I, I, I was, don't know I was if it's like a... Uh, do have a fashion Stylist. A stylist. Yeah, stylist. Gosh, yeah. I can... Shows where I, I'm what's at the person called when you get your hair cut? Is that yeah. a <laughs> stylist? That's a, that's, a, okay. that's a hair stylist. It's a hair the barber. If you're a dude. Okay, so they actually they own those. I mean, because seriously, you see that and you're like, well, you can't wear this in any other. The Derrick Henry mm-hmm. thing was that at New England or Baltimore? That was, was Baltimore. Baltimore. The Olivia Pope one. That was Baltimore. Okay, yeah. so the comment was made. First of all, that was unbelievable how he looked in that <laughs> in that sort of look I mean yeah but somebody on the plane made the comment they said you know that's a great thing but I would have gotten something on that within 30 seconds and yeah. I thought that would be me too he's a clean guy I mean he's an incredibly clean guy to be able to wear something like that I asked him about it at the Pro Bowl which of his Is that when he said he was jolly that was when he said he was jolly. he referred to himself as jolly a oh, jolly wow. fellow which that was a strange moment. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure you are, buddy. You're a lot bigger than me, so you can do whatever you want to be. Yeah. But I asked him of his three playoff outfits because he had the purple one going into, going into New Kansas England. City. No, the blue mink coat oh, was yes, going yes. into Kansas going City, Kansas and the City. white one was going to was. Baltimore. I still say guys don't have outfits. They they have outfits. We've all uh, called I, them I outfits. I think these were outfits. These were for sure outfits. Do you have an outfit, Maury? I do not. I do not have an outfit. Well, I've never worn an outfit. an outfit. I've never had an outfit. You've got to... You guys should see me. Listeners, beware. Yeah, we'll I, take I a photo. I look sharp. Yeah, you we'll look good. Oh, yeah, man, no, we are wearing clothes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this these are clothes, shirt and pants. Dudes, right, so wear, they, they, dudes wear clothes. Yeah. They don't wear outfits. <laughs> they own the outfits. That's you know, you just you see it week after week, and you're like, there's no way that they're taking this home. Well, but I mean, think about it. You like, mean like dresses for the females at the award shows. Yeah, it's a one, it's a one-time wear. Sergio Valente. But yeah. like, who in the world is that going to fit? Like Roger Saffold puts on a outfit well roger saffold likes clothes right but what i'm saying is like he's not gonna take it back and then they're gonna slough it on some other what offensive lineman like stand down the road's gonna come and pick it up and he's gonna buy it and wear that's, it that's like a good point so they they've have, got to own them these guys have very specific measurements like they're not yeah. built like specific regular bods, dudes yeah. yeah specific bods so i think you've got to at least like get it tailored and then just keep it at that point what's oh. brewing with you <laughs> amy wells so i was perusing the internet today and i saw a piece that the nfl had put together like nfl network called nfl 2020 and they released it in 2013, and it was hosted by Russell Wilson, and they were talking about what the NFL will look like in the year 2020, and it oh, was, wow. like, very futuristic. Like and the Jetsons? Yeah, it w- and it was produced in 2013, so this is seven years ago, and it's still super futuristic, and everybody's wearing helmets that kind of look like they're in the X Games somehow. Really? And they're talking about all these different components. I took notes on some of the things that they were talking about. Like we'll have an 18 game schedule and there will be no kickoffs and everybody will have um, the green dot on their helmet. They'll be able to hear the booth and interact and we'll have four teams in Europe, all of these things. And so it got me thinking 
What did you expect to see in the National Football League in the year 2020 that does exist or doesn't exist? I can even go first if you want. Go. I expected that there would be some sort of a chip or some sort of a something in a football by the year 2020 that would help us get oriented on the field better than just... Mark the ball. Yeah, two yeah, dudes and that. some chains. I've, I've said that all along. Is yeah. we, so refs s- aren't just arbitrarily spotting well, we, we've, yeah. s- okay. we've sent people to the moon. You right, know, right, we've had people right. walk on the moon. We can fire... But we haven't been in a while. Well, it's true. <laughs> That's true. We can, we can fire a weapon from thousands of miles away that can hit within yards of the target. Sure. And we can't... And we still right. have... You know, two dudes in a piece of string with the chains (laughs) over there. I mean, we can't do any better than that. The first two things you named are more important. Well, well, I know, but I mean, I'm I'm talking about just general technology that there wouldn't be a way to spot the football without using chain, having the two guys come running out with the chain. I I have thought, and there's probably no way to do this, but the yellow line first down you see on TV. Yeah, I thought maybe they're going to get that on the field somehow. Like a hologram. It's, a, it's amazing how many people think that's on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like if Top Golf exists, we can use some of this technology and put it in. Yes. I agree. Sports yes. or in the NFL. But to an extent, an NFL game can get a little bit too mechanized for me. You know, when you're watching, you still like Rick and Smitty bringing out the chains. Well, like well, you watch something forty times to see if he caught it. It's like you know, let's eyeball this. Was was that a catch? Yes or no? Yeah. Let's move yes on. Yes or no? It's it's catching a ball. But but that's a that's a good. One. What else did you think would uh would happen? Well, just some of the things that they had in this um, little store was in, they wanted lasers on the top of the goalpost. Did I say that? I so think that they would one hundred percent right show all the way up. Okay. Um, that was a big one. They shooting thought, into the sky. Yeah. Okay. They would thought that there would be technology so that you could erase people in. Like, if you're trying to see if a guy stayed inside the lines and there's a guy, like, laying in front of the camera angle that we could digitally remove him and then see where his foot is. These are things they were saying. Wow. In seven years, we would be able to accomplish these tasks. Russell Wilson failed. And Russell yeah. Wilson was hosting it with his little short hair. Yeah. He lo- he was such a young... Such I think young that was lad. pre-Sierra. Oh, idealist. Yeah. yeah. Idealist. Well, hey, hey, uh, <laughs> Why did they when the when the kickers uh, this year when they kick a field goal and they're like, hey, this would have been good from, you know, like sixty eight yards? Why did they get rid of that? I mean, they, it was sporadic. They they had it sometimes on uh, during games and they didn't have it others. I don't know. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I don't about? know. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, who cares? You know what I think? Uh, uh, you know what I wish they would get rid of is I can't. What I don't like about the NFL is the just the whole like gladiatorial. Like yeah. the the music, the horn, the dun 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 dun, and the you new don't horn like that? music. Oh, oh, I hate it! I can't get. Oh, it, I, oh, it gets me going. What call, do you want instead? I well, you don't like the fox music. I don't like any of it, and I just, I'll tell you what, I don't like that robot. All right, I don't and, like the robot either. I've but I, I think that's the, what he's talking about. This kind of battle atmosphere. The battle atmosphere, and it's just big men eating red meat, and rah, and I just don't. I guess what I would like is the call. You know, I like college with the band, and and I, okay. I like that. I know you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna do that, but I just don't want the, I just don't want the the horns anymore. Well, the Ravens had a marching band. Yes. I forgot this that about goes the, back Baltimore to the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Colts. Yeah, wow. they have a band, 
And so they march out in pregame and they start doing some like queen medley. And I was like, you know what doesn't translate well to a tuba? <laughs> like anything that queen, queen has ever sure. written. Yeah. Um, but I appreciated that they tried and were trying to like pump up the groove. But if it yeah. doesn't work, it doesn't work. Right. Whereas if they had just like played some queen and like somebody did a short skit of some sort, like. A short skit. That would. Yeah, I mean, I think skit. that would have landed a little bit better, and I would have been more fired up. And this like big guy with what, a tuba. Edgar being Allen like, and Poe, yeah. the three ravens. I, I, who I, I don't like say the more three skits. ravens. I'm surprised. Twenty twenty. I'm surprised we haven't seen a if skit. NFL, in every NFL could be more of like a vaudeville routine. That <laughs> would just be just something. <laughs> nice. It didn't land. The marching yeah. band didn't land there for me. Well, a lot of the things they did that night didn't. Didn't land. Nice. That's actually right. true. Yeah. Nice. All right. So do we let Maury do his? Yep. What's brewing? What's brewing with you? You know, we could talk about uh, Derek Henry. No, that might Let's talk be, about Derrick Henry. Let's might not be off the charts enough. Well, first of all, it's very nice uh, to have trust in, you know, your general manager. I think we all kind of trust that John Robinson knows what he's doing. I, and I think a lot of teams don't feel that way about Good their management. Good point. Uh, so very excited to see what happens this offseason. Not uh, worried. Uh, but one thing you got to factor in paying Derrick Henry. I know running backs. There's all this talk about what to do. But if he he is kind of this legend uh, and becoming perhaps the face of the franchise, if not already, and that I think has got to count for something. I mean, if he's bringing fans out, if that's the number one selling jersey right now, even if uh, you know Eddie George's last couple of years wasn't doing much, you know, I, I mean he doesn't have to get 1,600 yards every season. But if he can be kind of our ball carrier for a while. That's that's to me worth whatever. Do you think that cons- good, good contract negotiation yeah. there? <laughs> Just name a, name a number, Derek. <laughs> I mean, would you say he's one of the five most popular Titans of all time? I think I think he's perhaps breached in in there. He's approaching, don't, don't you think? Yeah, I do. Well, he's so I fun to that, watch. And I think yeah. the Alabama thing helps a little too because we've got a lot of lifers. You, you get who, some some uh, yeah. viewership. Well, no, I think the whole SEC out. thing is – I mean, anytime mm-hmm. we can have an SEC guy, I mean, Javon Kurse from Florida, sure. A.J. Brown from, you know, from Ole Miss. Miss. How about Rashawn? Rashawn yeah. Evans yeah. from Alabama, Jeffrey Simmons from Mississippi State. I mean, that Albert helps. Hainsworth from Tennessee. I mean, you know, that's yeah. – it, it never hurts. Right. And what's so crazy is that uh, – you would think that this is Derek's first year on the team, the way people are talking about him, whether the national media, fans talking about him. But he's been on the team for four years now. Right. I mean, it's it's crazy that he is into the conversation of top five favorite players of all time and wasn't for his first two years. Fair. Yeah. Which was, was hard to watch, you know. I think I was one of the many fans yelling at the TV, it's third and two, and Derek Henry's not on the field. You know, we've got – I mean, DeMarco Murray was great, but I think we were. I was ready to see the, the horse. And it's fun, too, that you know come third quarter, fourth quarter, like he's really, oh, uh, yeah, no yeah. pun intended, hitting a stride. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's fun uh, for a viewer, yeah. and also it keeps people engaged throughout the entire game. Yeah. It does. You never know when he's going to strike fire. Mm-hmm. It's nice. a fun thing to watch. All right, so can I do my what's brewing? What's brewing? Yes, please. I, I'm going to go back just a little bit, but I want to step out, and I want to talk about Bieber fever. Can I do that? Bieber fever. Bieber Uh fever. You know, Justin Bieber is coming to Nissan Stadium on July the 11th. Did you realize that? I did not know that. Are you announcing it? Announcing it. Consider this your announcement. You just found out. Sorry, I'm not play-by-play announcing it. It was announced quite a while ago. Will I be announcing it? Are you play-by-play announcing it? I would love to. He's coming on. He's Canadian. (laughs) It may surprise you that on my playlist, I have a Justin Bieber song. That doesn't surprise me even kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's actually DJ Snake's song with Justin Bieber. 
which is now, see, what? let me surprising. love you. Ah, yes. Okay. All right. Uh, but so I'm not mean, like I, old Justin. No, Bieber, no, I like, like Justin the Bieber. The newest. I, I think the guys. I think the guys are real talent, and I'm thrilled that he's coming to Nashville July the 11th. And the thing that jumps out to me is that an act of Justin Bieber's magnitude 30 years ago could not have come to Nashville. Yeah. Morial backed me up on this, even though he's much younger than I am. We lost, we're much. Music City, USA, right? We never got the biggest shows in Music City because we didn't have an arena yep. and we didn't have a stadium. And I'm and now, s- now we get all of them. Now mm-hmm. we get every yeah. every great show because of Bridgestone Arena and Nissan Stadium. And I'm so thankful that Phil Bredesen and the leadership, local, state, everybody oh, yeah. who joined in, everybody who voted for the referendum did this because not only do pro hockey fans and pro football fans benefit from the facilities, but everybody benefits because we get shows like this now. And I don't know where I'm going to be on July the 11th. I don't know if I will have Bieber fever and that I will be there. <laughs> I, I'm getting the sense you're going to be there. Yeah, it sounds to me that you're there right now. Sit this one out. If yeah. DJ Snake's there, I may be in. But anyway... <laughs> The bottom line is, I'm so thankful that these guys had the foresight to do this because it's been fantastic for this community, and it was a huge step. It wasn't just about the NFL and the NHL. It was about what those facilities could do that we didn't have for our overall infrastructure. It was a great decision that really helped change the face of Nashville. I totally agree. So Justin Bieber helped change the face of Nashville. Not really. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> well, it, you know, and maybe we need to wrap up here. But what I love about Nissan and Bridgestone is that they are right in the middle of town. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you are visiting here from another big city, I mean, like, let's talk about the Patriots play an hour outside of Boston. Oh, it's forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Giants play in New Jersey. But uh, people coming out of a Preds game or a concert spill onto Broadway. Mm-hmm. And, and then you look across the river and there's this epic stadium right there. I mean, that's it's pretty awesome. I hope that they keep it. And Amy, though we don't, uh, though Maury and I did not know you before this, we are we are now big fans of yours. Oh, I Pleasure appreciate that. You. That's very kind. And and Mike, uh, genuinely, we really like you. Well, thank you. Uh, is there a serious question? Is there is there anyone on par? Like, is there as far as play by play announcers go, anyone? Not even close. That Mike, no one of your caliber. No. Oh, there are plenty. Yeah. I mean, I've listened to the Pats guy, Scott Zolak, and it's like, well, well, he no. does he does color commentary. <laughs> it's like, no. Their play-by-play guy, uh, Bob Soshi, is fantastic. He's like the best, uh, one okay. of the best. Okay, so there are other ones. Yes, there. Are, tr- <laughs> trust me, there are other ones, and the Titans could get one in a hurry. And I remember that each and every day. Yeah, it's true. He's playing scared, but it's yeah. good every day. But motivates him. The fear motivates. Twenty-two years yeah. of fear. <laughs> Yes, twenty-two years of fear, culture of fear. Here yeah. Culture of fear. Yeah. That's right. That's what I've learned. Do you like your job? Of fear. <laughs> yeah, actually, I pay them to do it. It's a yeah. It's oh wow. Yeah, I know. Fair play. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like Aunt Becky. Like Aunt Becky. Where we started. And the show. here we go. And that's going to wrap up this edition of the OTP Ben and Maury Show. The Ben and Maury Show dot com. Ben and Maury Show. Ben and Maury Show dot com. That's right. Thanks for having us on, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. For Amy Wells, Mike Keats says, thanks for listening to the OTP.